0: Hello and welcome to Trending Pet Food, the industry podcast where we cover all the latest hot topics and trends in pet food. I'm your host and editor of Pet Food Industry Magazine, Lindsay Beaton, and I'm here today with Director of Strategic Initiatives and Sustainability at the Pet Sustainability Coalition, Melissa Bauer. Hi, Melissa, and welcome. Hi, Lindsay. Good afternoon. If you've worked with the PSC, you've probably worked with Melissa, but if you haven't had the opportunity to speak with her, here's what you need to know. She leads a multidisciplinary consulting team serving 200-plus pet companies on measurement and improvement strategies related to operations, packaging, supply chain management, employee and community engagement, communications, and more. She also serves as the organization's lead for PSC's initiatives to move sustainability forward in the multi-billion dollar pet industry, focusing on packaging, sustainable ingredients, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Prior to her work at PSC, Melissa served as a sustainability and energy consultant for the National Park Service through Hitachi Consulting. She also served as a program development manager for National Geographic, focused on large carnivore conservation in Namibia. She received a master's in sustainable business strategies from Duke University. Formed in 2013, the Pet Sustainability Coalition is a nonprofit industry association committed to advancing environmental and social sustainability in the pet industry. The coalition envisions a thriving and collaborative pet industry that creates positive impact for the communities and environments where they do business, and they work with their 200-plus member companies to advance business through profitable environmental and social practices. Melissa's extensive experience in sustainability, and especially as it relates to business strategy, as well as her work with the PSC, are why I've brought her here today to answer this question. How is sustainability currently shaping the pet food landscape? So, Melissa, I know we're about to dive into a complex topic. So first, I want to establish your credentials, so to speak. How long have you been involved with the Pet Sustainability Coalition, and how long has sustainability been on your radar in general?
1: I have been working in sustainability a little over 10 years, and I have been at the Pet Sustainability Coalition since 2018. And in that time, I'm
0: sure a lot of things have changed. What did things look like at the very beginning when you first jumped into sustainability or was made aware of sustainability compared to what it is now? How has it grown
1: Our executive director and co-founder, Caitlin Dudash, often explains that PSE, when we were formed in 2013, might have been a little before its time. That said, when I joined the organization in 2018, we were at the beginning phases of what I would call very rapid growth. So our membership has tripled, almost quadrupled since then of companies really wanting to deeply invest and learn and work more on a, a wide variety of systems. Sustainability topics. I'd also say the topics that companies have been deeply invested in have changed in the last four years or more accurately evolved. For example, when I first began working with Pet Sustainability Coalition there was a lot of conversations around uh, sustainable sourcing and protein and what does that look like? And packaging was beginning to be a very hot topic. Since then, I'd say those two topics are still a very hot topic, but now you're also starting to see conversations and a lot of movement around, you know, carbon accounting and climate impacts of the pet industry, as well as, you know, what is the diversity, equity, inclusion impacts of the industry, both the opportunities and the makeup of the people that are in the industry, but also serving and what are the impacts of pet ownerships as well. And I think all of that segues
0: really well into my next question, which is why is sustainability so important for the pet food industry? What can doing business with sustainability in mind do for this industry, for the companies working in it, for the people involved in the industry? Why are we doing what we need to be doing?
1: That's a really great question for two reasons. First of all, you really have to imagine and realize what is the actual environmental impact of this industry. So when we're looking at food specifically, A fourth of all protein that is raised and harvested in the United States is consumed by a cat or dog. And if cat and dogs in the U.S. were their own country, they'd be the fifth largest protein consuming country in the entire world. So when we look at like what is the environmental impact of our industry, it's really, really huge. And that comes with a lot of different responsibilities as to measuring and reducing and mitigating the impact that we have but also provides a huge opportunity. So we see pet owners really invested in terms of sustainability topics and really asking brands, what are they doing? What are they measuring? What are they improving? And we see companies that are reporting to us all the time that some sustainability related topic, whether it's packaging, whether it's climate impacts, whether it's pet waste or plastics, are some of the topics that brands are hearing from their consumers the most. There's a lot of responsibility, but there's a lot of opportunity. Pet parents are really concerned about these topics. They're asking about it. And honestly, they're willing to pay for it. So something that's been really interested over the last couple of years is we see brands really using sustainability as a race to the top and as a way to provide a competitive edge in the industry. That might not have been the same that it was 10 years ago. There are so many different ways to address sustainability, I think, from a company
0: perspective. Do you feel like it's better to hone in on one aspect of sustainability and really strive to excel in that area, or is it to the point where companies really need to take a more holistic approach, look at sustainability, all the different definitions, all the different aspects, and try to go after everything?
1: That's a great question. We really believe in taking a data-based approach, right? So each company, and this is something that at PSC we work with our member companies with all the time, not every pet company is created the same, right? So the biggest environmental impacts of a manufacturer is not going to be the same as a pet food bag supplier, which is not going to be the same as a distributor, which is not going to be the same as a retailer. And there's even nuances in those categories as well. So we really believe at Taking a real data based approach of what is your biggest environmental impacts and then really tackling those. If you are a food brand, that might be looking at your ingredient mix and your packaging. If you're a distributor, maybe that's looking at your logistics and your fleet, but not everybody can do everything well most of the time. So, really focusing energy on what are those top things that are really specific to your business. And then really trying to tackle those first is a great place to start.
0: Being with the PSC, I'm sure you have a pretty good zoomed out perspective. Like you can kind of see where the industry overall might be struggling, where some of the pain points, some of the limitations. What are the challenges for the pet food industry right now in overall being seen as a sustainably focused industry and getting a robust plan
1: together? There's a multifaceted kind of answer to that. First of all, is the measurement piece. I talk to companies all day when they start talking about our consumers are really worried about climate change or they're really worried about carbon. And say, okay, well, then what are your scope? One, two, three emissions. Like, well, we're not measuring that. Or our consumers are really concerned about plastics in our packaging. And it's like, okay, well, then do you have a good idea of what your annual packaging plastics portfolio is? And it's like, okay, well, no, we're not measuring that. So I think before you can really take a real hard look at what are we doing and how do we improve, you really kind of have to know where you're at. and. I think historically, a lot of actors in the pet industry are a little bit behind on really measuring and understanding where they're at. Some other themes are, we have a lot of challenges in the pet food industry around packaging. So, you know, at PSC, we put out a study where we estimate that 300 million pounds of pet food and treat bags just in the U S are being sent to the landfill every day. And that 99% of all pet food and treat bags right now aren't recyclable. That is an unimaginable amount of waste just going straight to the landfill. Something that's really exciting that PSE has been putting a lot of work into is really providing the industry with tools to move the industry in a more sustainable direction with packaging. And then there is the actual what's in the bag, right? So there's the bag, and then there's the what's in the bag. And what's in the bag piece, I think. We, as an industry, for a long time have been going down roads that might not be the most sustainable for the world. So, for example, we've, as an industry, been pushing the message that the most amount of protein that we can put in something is what's best, right? And when we at PSC are talking to researchers or nutritionists, we'll like, find that's not necessarily the case our animals might biologically and nutritionally not need the absolute most amount of protein that we can get into our kibbles and our treats. Us taking an hard look as an industry of saying, you know, how are we utilizing the resources that we had? And we absolutely want to make sure that we are feeding our animals what they biologically and nutritionally absolutely need. But do we need to be pushing a narrative that more is always better. And so I think if we can start with that measurement piece, but then really take a hard look at what are the environmental impacts and what are we doing and what have we traditionally been doing? There's a lot of opportunity there.
0: Let's talk about education. I feel like I say this to every podcast guest, but it's so important. And there are so many things going on right now in the pet food industry, in the world that it just it feels like a lot. There's a lot coming at everybody from all angles. And the sustainability thing is, it can't even really be called a trend anymore. It is a business strategy at this point. It is a wave of the present slash future that is upon us. And it's hard to change what has been working for so long when it doesn't necessarily match up with what needs to be done the future. So how important is it to you guys as a coalition who has member companies, who has resources, who wants to help the industry to be able to provide that education or help companies find the education or the tools that are relevant for their specific segment of the industry so that they can get started on this sustainability journey, whatever that needs to mean for them as a company?
1: I think you're exactly right. And if you're bringing this up to every podcast guest, first of all, thank you. And you're doing all of us a great service. Education is so important. You're exactly right. Sustainability isn't a trend anymore. And realistically, what we're finding in the pet industry is a business as usual doesn't work anymore because we're not dealing with consumers as usual. The pet food and treat consumers of today are not the same that they were 20, 30 years ago. And the legislative environment is not the same that it was 20, 30 years ago. So a lot of sustainability topics you'll see companies are starting to get legislated to. So whether that's the packaging world and we see registration around extended producer responsibility schemes or a minimum recycled content or standardized labeling, or the other side proposed SEC mandates that companies might start have to reporting their climate impacts every year. So the consumer landscape and the legislative landscape just isn't the same that it was, and so we cannot keep going as business as usual. And that's why us as the PSC, we put a lot of effort and resources into education. So, for example, we have a free toolkit that covers everything from carbon to supply chain to packaging to diversity, equity, inclusion as well that has dozens and dozens of tools that if you don't know where to start, this is a really, really great place to start. We also have like monthly webinar series that cover everything from sustainable packaging topics to what does certified plastic neutral look like to what is a deep dive into our four part sustainable protein sourcing framework like And we've got hundreds of different people attending those events every year. A lot of those resources, such as our toolkit, such as our webinars, such as our newsletters and reports are all free to the industry simply so that we can get this education out to as many people and get as many eyes on it as possible. A lot of the resources that people, I'm sure listening to this podcast would find helpful, they can get without being a member of PSC. Now, we'd obviously love everyone to be a member of the Pet Sustainability Coalition, but we so firmly believe in driving sustainability as a force within the pet industry that we, we do have a lot of resources that companies and people can access outside of membership.
0: So what are some of the wins that you've seen in the industry, we've talked about the challenges, we've talked about the complexities. I want to know what good things you've seen happen that give you hope that this is a doable thing for the industry.
1: Yes. That's something that we struggle with. We don't want to be all doomsday, right? So there is good news. I don't want to minimize. This is an urgent issue, especially when we start talking about climate change. There's some really terrifying numbers out there. There's some really terrifying science. This is urgent. This is important, but this is possible. And this is doable and there's really great things going on. I will just give you a couple of examples. So back at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything seemed really, really hopeless and and the world was ending was the same time that here at PSE, we were launching Flex Forward, which was our return to retail program. We estimated in that program was going to take six months to collect 5,000 pounds of packaging In a pandemic when people stopped going to the store, we collected almost 9,000 pounds of packaging in five months. People are really excited to bring this next just in July, the PSE packaging pledge that is going to be available to the entire industry that is going to help companies have everything that they could possibly need to switch their entire packaging portfolio to recyclable, refillable, or compostable packaging. We see companies working really hard on that measurement piece. So we have a sustainability assessment here that allows companies to measure their environmental and social impact. Just like I was talking about, we have hundreds of companies taking it every year. We have unprecedented growth of our accreditation program of companies who are taking this assessment, showing year over year improvement. I have the coolest job in the world because at least once a day I get to hear oh this member company followed your advice and they've just now done a full scope one two three greenhouse gas accounting and we've set a science-based target we're going to try and meet the Paris climate accord or this company has just announced really revolutionary innovative animal welfare standards and looking at gap certifications or MSC certified fish and so much good stuff is happening every day and there is the this is not optional piece anymore which is really important but there's a this is not optional piece. And so people are doing some really, really, really cool things because, you know, your consumers do care about it. Your consumers will pay for this. Your consumers are asking these questions and that's really driving innovation and progress and the sustainability of the landscape that in a way, honestly, just four years ago when I joined UPSC, we weren't seeing. So it's not all doom and gloom. There's so much really, really great stuff happening every day.
0: Where do you see the biggest change coming for sustainability in the pet food industry? What do you think the future needs to look like for even larger and more, well, sustainable success? And what's the top thing companies need to keep in mind to get there?
1: The good and bad news is that realistically, they've been saying for years, we've been hearing for years, climate change is coming soon. There are unfortunate realities of it is here. So whether we're looking at supply chain distributions, whether we're looking at shrinking farmlands, whether we're looking at, I live in Colorado, and you know we now are going from a fire season to we're getting fires in December, whether that is growing legislation and the SEC around climate risks. One of the most urgent topics and something we see a lot of momentum on, but we're going to see even more moving forward, is the environmental impact and the pet industry's impact of really starting to have to account for climate change, whether that's from a mitigation point of view or or dealing with the impacts that we already have here greenhouse gas accounting, greenhouse gas mitigation, climate risk mitigation. This is a really big trend that we see accelerating just in the last 18 months. And I think it's only going to really, really expand from here.
0: Well, I really appreciate your insights, Melissa.
1: It is a lot. And it's something that personally, as a professional who's worked in this field for 10 years, there's a struggle between expressing the urgency while also like you still gotta get out of bed in the morning. What is so exciting about the pet industry is it's not all doom and gloom, right? Your consumers care. Your consumers are willing to pay for sustainability. They're willing to reward companies who are doing well. And the more that our consumers care, the more it twitches the industry, the more we do as an industry to educate our consumers, the more they care. So there is really great stuff happening. It is urgent. It is important, but The tools are out there, Pet Sustainability Coalition, we're here to help Everything we're talking about is doable. It is possible. Companies are out there doing it every day. Everything that any company or anyone listening to this podcast could possibly need to tackle or begin or be wherever they are on this journey, we've got the resources to help you.
0: I think that is a great sentiment to end on. (laughs) So before we wrap up, let's do a little plug. Where can people find you and where can people get all these tools at the Pet Sustainability Coalition?
1: So many of our resources, our toolkit, our webinar series, our newsletters. Um, you can just go to petsustainability.org and check those out and access those. If you would like customized support, please reach out to myself or the team at any time at infopetsustainability.org. At We're always happy to point companies in the right directions. You don't have to be a member. But if you'd also like to hear about companies doing really cool things, you know, so if you are a pet food brand and you're wanting to look for suppliers, for example, who can help you on the sustainability journey, we have our entire accreditation program. You can find that on our website and we've got dozens and dozens of companies that are taking a sustainability assessment, showing improvement every year, meeting a minimum score. So that's a really great way to, you know, connect with this community of companies that are doing really great work.
0: And that is it for this episode of Trending Pet Food. You can find us on petfoodindustry.com, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at Trending Pet Food Podcast. Once again, I'm Lindsay Beaton, your host and editor of Pet Food Industry Magazine, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in.